Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spiegel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. We are happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is disrupting how digital marketing is being done. Today's guest is the CEO of Moto25 and Ask Bosco. He is working hard to disrupt the competitive agency space by offering a supportive digital marketing service. A big hello to John Redman. Hi, John. Hi, Andy. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. You're welcome. I'm excited to talk to you about this episode to see see what you're doing. So let's let's just start talking about how you are disrupting the competitive digital marketing agency space. What, what are you doing? So we do two things, Andy. One is a what we call a supported in-housing model. And then the which is our Modo Twenty Five business, and then the other is Bosco, which is a digital marketing intelligence platform. So Modo Twenty Five, we work with brands uh, and retailers and e-commerce companies, and we help them set their strategy. And we mm-hmm. we will do do execution, but with the end goal of in housing them over time. So that might include training, that might include recruitment. I historically have helped scale and exit um, a few agencies in the past, and one of our biggest we lost a lot of clients to in housing. So I thought, well, why don't we set up a business that actually helps people in-house over time if they wish to do that? And then what Bosco does is then Bosco is is a central sort of nervous system and dashboard that connects all the marketing data in one place to enable people to accurately make decisions um, and then predicts through its machine learning and its AI, predicts which channel to spend money in next for the maximum return to help people make more money in the most effective manner. So, uh, and then all our in-house clients would have access to Bosco. So if somebody left or they were off uh, work ill or whatever, we could jump in and, and help out if needs be in the future. So, so that we, we think it's um, a unique offering currently. And we think this is the way things are going to go for, for the big brands and, and the companies that, that want the best of both worlds. Now, let's talk about the empowering of in-house marketing teams. You talked about how you're doing it, but what kind of demand have you found for this service? I've, I mean, personally, so, I, yeah, I mean, I've found that either people don't have the resources to do it or they already have the in-house marketing team. You're, you're kind of yeah. focusing on in-betweens. Yeah, so I think the interesting thing is I think uh, a lot of companies have got this ambition to um, – to move in house, but maybe don't necessarily know how to do it, mm-hmm. or they're a little bit nervous around. Well, 
if we do bring it in house, what if the person leaves, or what about this, or what about that? So, uh, in terms of we, I believe the demand is strong, and I also think post pandemic. A lot of people are nervous about working. They want to have control over their own future, uh, and also that they they sort of want to reduce costs. Uh, and I think certainly at the execution level of digital marketing and performance marketing, so um, actually sort of pressing the buttons and and doing the keyword cleaning or doing the ad design, those are skills you can do in house now. Maybe not at the forecasting or the budget planning or the strategy level. You may still want to get help from an agency. So we're seeing huge demand. But I suppose there's one thing um, I would say, Andy, is a lot of people have these grand ambitions about wanting to bring it in-house. But then the reality over time of are you attractive enough to to attract the right sort of talent to join your business to make this a reality? And can you then recruit, train, and onboard the people fast enough? Um, it, it is maybe a separate thing. Uh, so I think the ambition is there and the demand is there. Mm-hmm. Over time, we will see how many companies actually complete the full journey. But we have a lot of interest for people wanting to, to move their services in-house. Do you, if they want to and they just don't, end up getting the resources or, or lose interest. Are you also offering kind of the traditional agency model of do it for you or no? Yeah, no, we, we do. Um, however, we, we, want, we, we wouldn't necessarily start that journey with a company that um, would, would want to just do that forever. We, we really want to work with people to move along this journey. And our whole thing is all about transparency. And hence, we're giving them a platform where they can see all their data. And they can see all their data in real time across all their channels and they can share that with their seniors or their juniors or other VPs within their business. And they can also share that with other agencies. So the whole transparency of of everybody looking at the same data, I think is also a a, a big USP because historically all the agencies and different accounts have been quite secretive. So um, we want to be the sort of the the conduit in the middle that's promoting um, best practice and transparency. But yes, we do have many clients who maybe haven't got an in-housing plan defined, Mm -hmm. um, but over time they do have that ambition where they want to take control back. Now, I read on your website that you're offering support in in quite a few different marketing channels, including SEO, paid search, paid social, affiliate, Amazon, TikTok, data analytics, and digital marketing attribution. What is your most popular channel that's being provided? I'm guessing most of your clients aren't doing all of them. Yeah, I I think it's... it's I, I think everybody would like to say they've got an amazing TikTok plan or they're all over their attribution and they've got a really innovative model. But realistically, most of the team spend most of their time managing Google paid search or paid shopping or Facebook paid social. Um, however, we were one of the first agencies in Europe to become a TikTok partner. And we have some really interesting and exciting uh, creative ideas around paid TikTok. And I, I think one of the um, areas that is increasing in popularity off the back of the sort of being able to connect all your data in one place with Bosco is actually trying to understand your attribution and which budget in which channel is really starting to f- affect performance. So I'd say right now, 
most of our effort is on paid social and paid search or shopping, um, and then probably SEO. But I'd say the one that is becoming very popular is attribution, where people are really starting to understand which channel is contributing. And I think things like the recent changes in Facebook and iOS 14 have started to sort of make people think, well, hang on, if we can't measure that, let's look at what we can measure and what channel is having what impact Mm -hmm. and trying to understand what impact is maybe promoting the brand further up the funnel uh, and how do we measure that? So, but yeah, it's the traditional channels are are the most popular still, but I think attribution is, is a real area of growth. All right. Well, run me through it. How are you delivering results for your clients? Uh, so I suppose that the, the main thing is um, uh, we, um, and this is different again as well, Andy, is we, we don't do what most agencies do and say, um, right, we're going to do a time and materials and we can help you X number of days a month. We believe in agreeing some KPIs and, and working on outputs So we'll agree some targets and then we will um, say, right, in order for us to deliver those targets, we need X dollars a month to do that. Uh, But also we will put some skin in the game and say, well, if we miss our target, we will charge you less. But if we exceed our target, we would like to charge you a little bit more. Uh, Do you you have a manual, you have a team that's manually doing it and are experts in different areas? Is it? Yeah. So we are a team. Okay, go ahead. uh, I'd love to say it's just one big AI machine that just does it all and it's like this big megabot, but it's not, unfortunately. Uh, Some of it is automated and some of it, we have a team of practitioners. We're now 33 people and we can do this in multiple languages and they, we have a head of all the different areas of specialists, so SEO, paid search, paid social affiliate, marketplaces, um, CRO, uh, data analytics, uh, and that attribution would sit in. And we have a, a data science team of, of five people who are helping drive the algorithm behind Bosco. So there's an element that is automated and, and I suppose within Bosco that defines how the strategy should go forward. But we still have people checking and pressing buttons and and using their years of experience to help clients optimize their media. And also, I think, work with the clients on what is the right strategy for their particular uh, channel or their particular targets or requirements. So, um, yeah, it's not all automated. uh, And I don't think it ever will be. It's got to be humans and machines driving it uh, forward. But we tend to also work on a a very fixed sort of month on month, week on week trading calendar. Uh, and as an extension of our, our clients' teams in a, in a very open way, um, rather than we do stuff in a black box and then present the results back. It's a lot of our, in fact, some of our clients sit in our office and some of our teams sit in our clients' offices. Hmm. So it, it's, it's a sort of a very different approach to things. Interesting. Now, one of the challenges for agencies, and I'm not sure if you guys go through this, but the bigger you get, you get a lot of, you know, the first people you hire are going to be experts, right? Have a ton of knowledge. But as you continue to grow, you're forced to hire more people. And maybe sometimes you have to bring in junior marketers and train them in-house. 
but they're not going to have the same skill level as your, your first people or your higher ups. How, how have you dealt with that kind of challenge? So, well, we have a very different, and, and this might, um, I suppose, because we're a global business, we have a, a team in um, some, some guys over in Texas and we have some guys in Canada, uh, as well as the majority of our team are in Europe, uh, in the UK. Uh, but we offer, a, a, and this is a slightly different, is to, we want to attract the best people who want to come and work here. So we offer some of the best employee benefits in the market. And one of those is we pay a four-day, we pay a full-time salary, but mm-hmm. our team only only have to work a four-day week. Uh, so, in the UK, that's pretty uh, different, and I imagine to some of the U- US listeners that will be very different. Uh, but we believe that if you imagine that week before you go on holiday. Uh, or on vacation how much work you get done in that week because you've got to get it done because you don't want to be working on vacation we, we tend to work like that all the time so we're very focused on output we're very focused on maximizing our time uh, being really efficient and effective with what we do so we've created this culture of complete flexibility so even before the pandemic we would empower our team with the best equipment, the best training and the best environment, but they could choose whether or not they came into the office or whether they work from home or whether they work from wherever they need to work from. So we, we're trying to create the workplace of the future with the benefits of the future to attract the right people. So we have all the sort of little perks you'd expect um, uh, around healthcare benefits and holiday benefits, but the four-day week and also a significant amount of peer-to-peer training and industry training really helps us attract the right people. But it is globally a, a real war for talent at sure. the moment, and it's, sure. and it's very competitive. But I'm, I'm hoping that our alternative way of uh, inspiring and, and attracting people will work in the coming months and has worked. We've gone from being two people sat in a room this time two years ago with an idea through to 32 people in four countries uh, now, and uh, we've got over 44 clients globally. Now, let's talk about your your training for a minute and the people that want to bring in their marketing in-house. Who are your competitors on on that side? Is it SEM Rush, SpyFu, WordStream, or is it someone I didn't even mention? Well, I think it's those. It's technology training people and people with platforms like SimilarWebs and the SpyFus and the SEMrushes, uh, SEO Mars. I think all of those guys who do training, it's also probably Google, Facebook, and arguably all the free stuff that's available on YouTube. Um, but I, I think the, where we would differ, where we may be different to the very long list of competitors is the training we would do would be specifically aligned to your strategy and the specific objectives you're trying to achieve. So we would train you on your own account against the specific company goals. So it's very much tailored. It's not just log on to this channel, watch this particular uh, YouTube about how to set up a particular AdWords account or how to set up a particular Facebook campaign. It would be, get your team together and log into this training about your particular Facebook account or your particular AdWords setup. So it's, it's very tailored 
for each client. In the future, we believe there will be demand for more generic training, and we're potentially going to work with accreditation bodies to give people a sort of certificate in digital marketing. Because I, I think one of the challenges the world faces is a lot of brands and retailers and e-commerce uh, brands want somebody who's got two years experience they don't necessarily want to take a fresh grad on and train them so i think there's an opportunity for us in there to help provide almost like a digital marketing academy or something in the future and we we have a plan to do that nice now do you have a favorite success story for one of your clients you could share um yeah i i, I do i've got i've got several um, well, I suppose I'll take I'll take this one. There's a uh, well, I can I can share the name. It's a, uh, a household name. Uh, they're a global beauty brand called Cult Beauty, um, and they were sort of uh, they they were growing very fast, but they'd only I suppose known the channels they'd known. So they were very very good at Google Shopping and very good uh, at Google Search, um, but they were using a, a particular platform. Uh, based on um, uh, to help them bid optimize, and that was based around budget. And we sort of worked, and, and Colt wanted to grow, and specifically they wanted to grow their team internally, and they wanted to empower their team with the best practice and best knowledge and the best software, um, and, and having behind that a strategy to help them get more new customers. So they were really focused on how could we acquire new customers to cult beauty that would and then we can look at customer lifetime value to really scale them over time mm -hmm. um so what we did is we went in and did a complete review of all their marketing channels what was good what was bad and then we recommended that actually there was a huge opportunity within page social there was a huge opportunity within youtube but actually we also needed to change from their existing platform uh, that they were using to optimize to google search ads 360 so there's quite a lot of change and we managed and they're spending between five hundred thousand dollars a month to maybe a million dollars a month every month to to scale their business um so we put in place a new strategy we then worked with their team to execute that strategy we then migrated them away from the adobe platform to the google uh, search ads 360 platform and then trained their whole team on that platform and then over time and we're still engaged with the client now and we're actually working with them in, across all their different areas of their business and now putting in place uh, an attribution model linked to customer lifetime value. Uh, and they've seen, uh, and I suppose that the, the best bit about that, Andy, was we actually had uh, a call with our Google account manager who works on this particular client. And they were sort of um, saying to us, you've managed to get the client to do more in six months than we've managed to get them to do in the last five years. Hmm. So, and I think that was really through our sort of transparent approach um, of saying, look, if we do this, this is what's going to happen. And we can give you some accurate forecasts rather than often when you maybe speak to Google, you get the feeling of Google just wanting to spend more money. Um, but we were like, well, if we do spend the money, this is what's going to happen. So yeah, cult beauty would be a real, um, real success story. Uh, and I think now, it's got more, more growth in the rest of the world. Yeah, that's a, that's a great story. Now that's a, a big budget, a big budget. Is there a particular vertical? You had mentioned this is an e-commerce. Are you mostly e-commerce? Is there a, 
a certain budget that you specialize in? Do most of them oh, yeah, have we've that got size cl- budget? Or? No, they're not, not all our clients are spending um, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. We have clients who are spending. So we have a, a very small uh, equestrian, uh, so horse, horse blankets, uh, and they are a sole trader. And we've helped them go from just selling things on their WordPress site through to understanding, well, what's the opportunity in Amazon? What's the cost opportunity across pay social? And I suppose because we're a privately owned business, Andy, and it is my, it's my company, uh, we want to work with people who are like-minded. So people who have got an ambition, they want to grow their business, they've got great customer service, and they've got a really good product. So if, if we can take the knowledge and experience that our team have, have gained from working on some of the world's largest retailers and help you accelerate your growth if you're a smaller retailer and you've got that sort of ambition, we, we'd love to talk to you because um, – if you if you understand if I spend a dollar to make ten dollars I'll keep spending dollars we'll we, we can really help um, so no we're, we're not one of those companies that says you have to spend X tens of thousands of dollars a month um, it's more about the right sort of product the right sort of people with the with the right ambition now you had mentioned if you have a good product does that mean you guys are exclusively e-commerce? Or your uh, no, no, we help uh, omni-channels, so people who've got stores as well. Um, and we do do B2B, and we do do travel, and we, um, uh, we help, I suppose, professional services. But our, most of our case studies and experience are more in e-commerce and, and the bigger budget stuff. But some of our, um, our experience, we've helped legal services in the past, and we've helped uh, financial services. We've got a lot of travel clients. So uh, I suppose sometimes it's just it's, it, it, it's uh, more – there's often more channels and more data and more complexity, and the problems are harder in the retail channel. So that tends to be where we've ended up trying to solve those hard problems. But, no, we, we aren't just, um, just e-commerce. Now, have there been any challenges you struggle with in getting results for your clients? I know you had, you had mentioned that you set goals, and if you don't hit them, you, get them a, you give them a discount on that month. But what are some of the reasons why you might not have hit a goal in the past? Oh, um, we always have challenges, and that's a big risk, Andy. Taking that approach is we aren't in control of all the variables there. Is if, if the client's website it changes or they don't take our advice we potentially put our fees at risk so uh i think um some of the challenges well we've had challenges at both ends we've we, i had got an email today from a client saying please can you pull back on all our marketing because we're going to run out of stock and that's mm-hmm. a, what i would call a champagne problem um, we've sold too much stuff too quickly but on our sort of serious note i'd say Running a business where you're an extension of your client's team, uh, the challenges often are around communication and around reporting and around visibility. And one thing I really want to try and work with our clients and our teams on is to reduce any friction um, around that. But yeah, of course, we've had challenges and particularly around the pandemic we've, uh, and people working remotely. Um, it's been hard. Um, and uh, the last 18 months, I think, has uh, been fascinating in terms of learning new ways to work with our clients uh, remotely and also work with our teams remotely. And uh, I'm pleased to say, I think 
uh, we're getting through that now and, and was coming out the other side. But I'd say communication is always the biggest challenge if you're providing a service uh, where there's a lot of money at stake. And it's about communicating both the good news and the bad news sometimes. Now, let me ask, have there been any business books that you've read that you can attribute to some of your success as an entrepreneur? Uh, yes, um, yeah, lots. So we have a Modo 25 library in our office. And in fact, I've just been taking one of our new starters around the library and, and saying, look, help yourself, which books do you want? And one of the, um, the go-to books that I encourage all new starters to read uh, is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Um, but I also recommend people to read Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy as well. And, um, and I suppose they're books I would recommend anybody in any level within business to read. And the other things I always give to newly promoted managers are the some of the one by Claire, uh, Ken Blanchard, the, the sort of one minute manager series, I, I think is very helpful to a newly promoted manager. Um, and then I think the best thing I've found recently, and I, I'm a bit late to the party, uh, there's a very uh, interesting leadership and management type podcast um, called the High Performance Podcast, where they interview lots of sports people around the world, but then they get them to distill down, well, if I'm not an international um, I know, baseball player or NFL player or basketball player, how would that fit into my actual life? Uh, and how could I apply that to my day-to-day -day life? Because sometimes I think... Um, when you're listening to a lot of those motivational type podcasts, uh -huh. it's um, you, you try and distill down, well, how could that affect me? Or what could I learn from Oprah Winfrey? It's, it's hard sometimes. Whereas there's one called the high performance podcast that I've really enjoyed listening to, but it's been out two or three years and I'm, I'm a bit late to the party. Um, but I've been going through all the, the previous episodes and, and really enjoying that recently. Well, you know, that's a great thing about podcasts is you can always go back um, for sure. Hey, um, your company names, Moto25 and Bosco, those are both very interesting names for a company. Is there a story behind how you name those? Well, I'm glad you asked, Andy. Um, we, um, when I set the business up, so I set the business up with a friend of mine who, who I met on a, a charity bike ride when we were, and we're in the process of this bike ride. It's, it's a bike ride that takes place over 25 years where we're going to cycle from London in the UK to Sydney in Australia. So sort of more than halfway around the world. Uh, and we're doing this bike ride to raise money for an orphanage in Uganda, in Africa, uh, to help feed, clothe, educate, house, and change the lives of 280 children. So Bonamy, who's um, one of our business partners and investors, who was the founder of Skyscanner, so the flight booking um, website and app, him and I are very passionate about helping the kids in Africa. And we were like, well, we're going to give some of our profit away. Um, we're going to encourage the team to donate some of their salary. And we're going to do loads of charity events. How can we link this together. And when I was first setting up the business, Andy, I was like, well, let's call it probable or certainty or one of those sort of traditional agency type names or mm -hmm. tech type names. And actually, in the end, uh, we said, well, actually, 
because we want people to ask us the question, why is the company called Modo 25? We've named it after one of the children. So Modo is oh. the name of what Modo is the name of one of the children at the orphanage. And 25 represents the link between myself and Bonamy because of our 25 cycling bike rides to Sydney and Australia. And then um, Bosco is the name of our software that provides the vision and direction to our clients. But Bosco is also the name of the gentleman who runs the orphanage, who provides the vision and direction to the children in Africa to help change their lives. So there, there is a bit of a story and, and we make sure that we tell all our clients and all our partners um, that we're not just digital marketing. We're a lot more than digital marketing. And, and hopefully through the work and money we raise from doing digital marketing, we can make a small change to a few people's lives. Well, isn't that a nice story? Now, I think you've already touched on a lot of this, but if you could just quickly summarize, what are the problems that you guys are solving for your clients and how are you standing out from the competition? I, I think the, the main problem we fix is that one of transparency and visibility. Or, and I think some of the listeners may have had problems in the past where they're not really sure about the transparency of the data or the results they're getting from their agency. So what we want to do through our Bosco technology and the way in which we work is give clients complete visibility and transparency over the results and the performance. And I also would say off the back of that, our confidence in our own ability to deliver the results is we'll happily sign up to short-term contracts that are also performance-driven. So we will let our results do the talking, and then we will provide you with a dashboarding tool that will hold us to account. So we really want to create this sort of new type of digital marketing agency that ultimately, hopefully you can learn from via our training and strategy that maybe you can take control in the future if you want. So, um, I, I think they are the two main reasons that we stand out. Now, who do you find to be the perfect client for your agency? If this this person's out there listening now, would would make a great client for you guys? Um, I, I think a brand who has who really wants to scale, who understands um, the, I suppose who who who's maybe got great organic growth to a certain point and they've got really good product and they've either got ambition and they want to scale organically through more paid media or through uh, a really well-run performance campaign and over time learn how to do that in-house. Or one thing we work very well with are sort of privately owned companies who've maybe just raised some money through um, private equity or venture capital who want to scale into new territories or into new products. So we've got a lot of uh, demonstrable uh, and referenceable experience where we've helped PE-backed, private equity-backed or venture capital-backed businesses scale faster. Um, and I suppose when you raise some money to grow your business, often the, the first place you want to go spend that money is with marketing. So we can help you provide forecasts and, and accurate spends. But I'd say ambitious companies who want to scale online. Um, and I suppose also people who've got similar values. So we, we tend to work with a lot of companies who also do nice things for charity or who are privately owned, who really care about their team. And how can an interested listener, perfect or not, learn more about working with you? 
So we, we have two websites. One is uh, modo25.com, uh, which will tell you all about our in-housing and, and strategy services. And then uh, the other, our software can be found at askbosco.io. That's A-S-K-B-O-S-C-O dot I-O. And both those websites, or if people want to find me, they can just look for John Redman on LinkedIn. I'll happily connect and, and see how I can help. And you guys are based in the UK, you said, but you you do take clients all over the world. Yeah, no. So we we've got we're global. So we have um, uh, most of the team are in the UK. We have, however, our head of agency services is actually in Canada. Uh, one of our we've got VP of partnerships in Dallas, and then our development teams based over in Prague in the Czech Republic, and we've got some data science guys based out in Melbourne, Australia. So we are absolutely a, a global uh, marketing technology and an agency business. And yeah, we work with clients all over the world. Well, this has been great today, John. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up? No, I'd just like to thank you very much for, for taking the time to have me on uh, Make Every Click Count. And uh, I really appreciate your interest in, in our story. Well, great. Well, thank you again for joining us today. For listeners, remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave an honest review. If you're looking for more information regarding Moto25 or Bosco, connecting with John, you'll find the links in the show notes. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out the all-new Podcast Resource Center available at www.makeeachclickcount.com. We have compiled all the different past guests by show topic and included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any of the services that I've discussed during previous episodes. Well, that's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing. 